Have you ever wondered what it would look like to strengthen the bond between your kids and foster a lasting connection between them? Today, we're going to be taking a closer look at fostering sibling relationships through intentional sibling time. We'll explore why sibling time is so crucial, and more importantly, how you as mom can actively nurture and encourage those special connections. I have so many incredible and practical ideas that will help keep your kiddos busy during this powerful and intentional time together. From fun games that promote teamwork to creative projects that spark collaboration. By the end of this episode, you'll be armed with insights and inspiration to create an environment where your kids' bond can grow stronger every day. So if you're ready, let's jump right in. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today and to chat with you about this really important and special topic. This is so near and dear to my heart because this is something that I feel like has really changed the dynamic in our family and really helped both of my kiddos get to know their sibling on a deeper level and help foster that bonding. So I'm really excited to jump into today's episode. Now, before we jump headfirst all the way in, I wanted to take a moment and just say thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I am just thrilled that we could share part of your day together. So I wanted to share just some behind the scenes really quick for those of you, since you guys are my insiders here. I, you may have already heard, I am relaunching this podcast on October 11th, and it's going to have a new name, new podcast art, but the heart behind this podcast will remain the same. So I still am going to be giving you all the tips and all the strategies about how to be successful as a mom photographer. But now all of my branding will sort of be really clear to someone who may have never listened to the show before. And so I'm really excited about this new relaunch and this new rebrand. And if you would like to be a part of that, I would love to invite you to join my launch team. So I would love to have you help me spread the word about this new podcast relaunch. You will be the first to know the new name and see the new podcast art. 
and hear a bit about the vision behind this rebrand. So if that's something that you're interested and you want to learn more info about how you can become part of this launch team, please email me at info at thepurposegathering.com or you can find me on Facebook. I will be sure to put both of those links in the show notes below, but I would so appreciate your help in getting the word out for the new launch. So with all of that being said, I am just so excited about the vision for the future with this podcast, and I'm just so grateful to have you alongside me on this journey. Okay, so let's get into the topic at hand today. I wanted to share with you a few statistics that I found about sibling relationships that I thought was so fascinating, if not just for you or for your spouse, it's really important, I think, for our kiddos to know these statistics as well. So first, positive sibling relationships lead to higher well-being, sympathy, and understanding. A study that was published in the Journal of Marriage and Family found that individuals who reported having positive relationships with their siblings during childhood had higher levels of life satisfaction and psychological well-being into adulthood. Now, siblings navigate changes and transitions together. They learn to adapt to changing family dynamics, and life events can enhance an individual's capacity to handle similar changes in their own family and marriage. I just find that to be so absolutely fascinating that our kids, when they are little, the bond that they have with their sibling directly correlates to the bond that they're going to have with their future spouse and with other really important individuals in adulthood. So sibling bond is so crucial. And it's our job as parents to help nurture and foster this within our kiddos. This next one will come as no surprise to you. But sibling bonds contribute to emotional support. So according to research from the University of Cambridge, siblings often provide each other emotional support during stressful life events. So this study revealed that individuals who had strong relationships with their siblings were more likely to turn to them for comfort and advice during difficult time as adults. So you've heard the phrase before, right? That like, siblings can be best friends. And the way that this happens, it doesn't just happen. I don't feel like it naturally just happens where siblings just become best friends. I I do believe that there is some personality sort of uh, dynamics that really play a part in what, you know, how close you are to a sibling. But I really, truly, genuinely believe that we as parents can help foster this even with personality differences. And it's really an important component, I think, to our family dynamics that we just pay really close attention to. Okay, and this next one I found to be extremely fascinating. It says that long-term effects on mental health, resilience, and adaptability. So a study in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships indicated that the quality of sibling relationships during adolescence is closely associated with long-term mental health outcomes. So positive sibling relationships were linked to lower levels of depression, anxiety, and loneliness in adulthood. Positive sibling relationships foster empathy and understanding. Developing the ability to understand another person's perspective 
is valuable in maintaining healthy relationships with a spouse and effectively parenting future children. So I just found this to be extremely interesting that the sibling bonds that we create as children directly affect our mental health as adults and also how we engage and interact with our spouse and children. I mean, if this is not enough evidence to support the need for this sibling bond, I don't know what is. So I hope that you are as excited about this topic as I am, because I truly believe it has the power to change everything for us as parents and for our kids as siblings. So let's jump right in to giving a most basic overview of what sibling time looks like. So I can't remember exactly where I heard this or if this was something I just adapted from special time, but I think I heard it somewhere. And it was probably from one of these two parenting experts who I quote and reference a lot. The first of which is Dr. Laura Markham. And the second is Amy McCready. And I'll be sure to link them below so that you can reference them if you'd like. Um, So I have read Dr. Laura Markham's books, and I've taken Amy McCready's Positive Parenting um, Solutions course, I think is what it's called. And so I heard it from one of them, or I just adapted what I heard and turned it into sibling time. But essentially what sibling time is, is time that's dedicated for your kiddos to spend just playing with their siblings. Now this is dedicated. This is intentional. This is different than just like regular playtime because a lot of siblings play together and they're kind of, you know, it's kind of just a default because they're there, but this sibling time is intentional. It's something that I really truly believe can help lead to these strong bonds that we are talking about. And so we're going to get into some details about like what you can do and how you can help facilitate this as the parent. But here's why it's important. Because as adults, right, when we are interacting with our spouse or our friends, we tend to be closer to the people that we spend more time with, right? That we converse with on a regular basis, right? I like to kind of compare this example. So my kids, I have a boy and a girl. And so I always joke that it's like raising a married couple because they do not see things the same way. And it's so true. But even if your kids are the same gender, it still is similar, right? There's going to be different levels of competition that they are dealing with because they are the same gender. So no matter what um, gender your kiddos are, and no matter what mix of genders you have, I really truly believe that it's important for our kids to spend time together, that quality time together. The more time I spend with my husband, the more I like my husband, right? The more time I spend with my friends, the more I like my friends. It's just a natural progression, right? If the less time I spend with them, the more disconnected I feel, right? The more irritated that I might feel that they are doing things without me, right? Because I don't feel connected. And so I think this is really true with our with our um, kiddos too. I almost said with our siblings, but with our kids as siblings, because if they don't spend time with each other, they're not going to like each other. And it can't be forced time. It needs to be intentional time. And this time is set aside and it's set apart 
but it is consistent and it is regular. And so instead of just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and being like, hey guys, we're going to try this new thing called sibling time. We're going to do it today. And then you forget about it for two weeks. And then you're like, hey, we're going to try this again. Let's do it today. Or you guys are fighting. I think it's time you have sibling time. Let's do that right now, right? Like instead of kind of just being a little willy nilly about it, if you will, let's create a plan. So when are your kiddos at their best? Okay, and you might be like, never, they're never at their best. Okay, think about the most prime time for them. Do they, is it better in the morning? Is it better in the afternoon? Is it better like right before bed? What are those like times that you feel are the best for them? So I would recommend doing this daily. You want to be able to have this special time daily. Now, if you have more than two kids, it's really important that you include all of the kids in this sibling time. And maybe you give them specific roles in what's happening, or you help the older sibling facilitate what it looks like to kind of help um, set up some roles. That's something that you can coach them on. But this is something that is daily and consistent and your kids can look forward to it. Okay, so let's talk about some activity ideas. So I've made a huge list. I'm going to link it in the show notes so that you can refer back to this. And I want your kids to also help. Okay, because if your kiddos can help you choose the activities, they're going to be more willing to want to do them. So when they are helping you come up with these ideas, I want you to help them think of things that are cooperative, things that can be done together, but without competition, something that they can do next to each other, perhaps maybe at different levels. So if you have older kids and younger kids, Again, that older can help facilitate this, but maybe something that they can all do together. My next tip is for it to be screen free, because I think often in our society, there's a lot of screens involved anyways. And if it can be screen free, it's going to be more meaningful. And not saying that you can't ever use screens for sibling time, but I would just say on the regular try to keep it screen free. And then have them do something that encourages movement and laughter, right? If you can get them talking, um, pretend play games, those kinds of things that is going to be even better. So I've broken down each of these activities into a few different genres. So the first of which is going to be pretend play. The next will be games and activities. Third will be art. And then four will be things that you can do outside. And again, you'll have to adjust this based on your kids ages because you might hear some of these things and be like, yeah, they really can't do that by themselves, right? And so the idea with sibling time is that it will eventually be unattended, where you do not have to be there to kind of like step in if there's an issue. So at first, you might have to be at first, your kiddos might only be able to be around each other for 10 minutes before like a fight breaks out. But if you listen to the last episode on the podcast, episode 151, I talked about really kind of how to navigate those sibling dynamics when your kiddos might be fighting over things. So refer back to that episode if you need it. But let's go ahead and dive in. Okay, so for pretend play, 
My kiddos love playing with Playmobil or any kind of little figure. So it could be like Lego figures or Barbies or like any little thing. They have a bunch of like little Playmobil people and they set up a city in our playroom and they play that for hours. That is probably one of their favorite things to do. My son has a like wooden firehouse from Melissa and Doug, one of those big ones that fold up. And then uh, my daughter has like various Playmobil scenes. And so they bring it out and they literally like set up this city in a circle on the rug and they just play and play and play. And so they love being able to play together. My daughter has even like hand sewn a few little sleeping bags for them to each have their own bed. Like they get pretty creative. So it's a lot of fun. Um, Next, your kiddos could make puppets and they could do a puppet show for you at the end of their sibling time. They could do dress up. They also could do pretend play where you set up a various scene. So you could actually have them create props um, or different sets out of cardboard boxes and butcher paper. So this is something that you could do with your together time. So I mentioned this a lot on the podcast, where you and your kids do something collectively called together time. And this is where you can start to facilitate what they can do for sibling time. So for example, one time during together time, I had this idea of helping my kids set up a veterinarian clinic. And so what we did during our together time was I helped them create a template on Canva, which was like a little client um, sheet. So we printed out a bunch of those. We decorated the playroom to look like a veterinarian clinic. We even made little signs of like where to go. We had clipboards. And so during together time, I played with them and kind of like gave them the ropes, so to speak, of how I would play. Um, And then when they did sibling time, they made it their own. But these little client cards, they basically were like, you know, name, um, animal type, (laughs) what are the symptoms? What is the prescription? Like, they would pretend to be the veterinarian, and they would write this down. So that's just a very simple example. But pretend play is something that is so fun that you can help facilitate and then your kids can kind of just take it from there. Okay, let's talk about different games and activities that your kids could do during this sibling time. They could play hide and seek. They could do cooperative board games or card games. Um, There are tons of ideas on Pinterest. Even if you go to Amazon and just type in cooperative board games, tons of things will come up and then you can choose ones that are um, suitable for your children's ages. Next, Play-Doh. Now this is a bit controversial and I think a lot of people, a lot of moms that I talk to don't love Play-Doh. I personally think it is worth the amount of quiet time that I get. So I would just set it up with, um, you know, like a tablecloth that's easily easy to kind of like wipe off. Or it, when the weather is cool, you can take a folding table outside, set it up and my kids would play Play-Doh for hours outside. So just even changing up the location can be really powerful. Also, you could um, have them do paper airplanes, um, maybe get them like a little book where they can learn different airplane folding techniques. Um, They could create scavenger hunts for each other, or they could collectively create a scavenger hunt for you when um, their sibling time is over. 
They could make friendship ice cream. Um, this again is probably for older kiddos, but that's a really fun one. Um, they could play um, hide and seek with painted rocks. So my kids found this to be so fun. We actually did this around Easter time one year. And so the idea of hiding the rocks was similar to hiding the eggs. And so I was like, you know what, I don't really want to do eggs this year. And so we painted rocks. And then the kids just took turns hiding them all over the backyard. And it was so much fun. It kept them busy for forever. It was so fun. And they could also do it inside the house as well. So I feel like the possibilities with that one are really, really fun. And then your kids could also create something like an obstacle course for each other out in the backyard, or they could create that for you as well when you, um, when they're done with sibling time. Um, and some other games and activities would be Legos. Um, you could also teach them how to play the memory tray game where one, um, or two kiddos, maybe they could break off into teams. They would collect a bunch of objects without their other siblings seeing, and they would set them out on a tray and they would give their other siblings one minute to like observe all of the objects on the tray. And then they would cover the tray and the kids um, would try to remember as many objects as they could. And this could go on forever. <laughs> like this would be such a fun game. So the memory tray game is a great one. They could also build towers with cards or paper cups and just see, um, or plastic cups, like see how tall they can get it, how many layers before it falls down. My kids have done this with the cups and just found it to be so fascinating. And I'm just so amazed at what keeps their attention. Um, another one is find the missing penny. So you put a penny under a cup and you have three cups and then you mix up the cups and everyone tries to keep track of where the penny went. This one again is just so fun. Um, also you could do, um, like your kids could do hand clapping games, um, like Miss Mary Mac, or I know that my daughter is really into like cat's cradle with the string and her and my son would do that for gosh, what seemed like forever. And I was like, how are you not bored of this? Like I get bored of it after just a few minutes. Um, so that's, that's a good idea as well. Okay. Let's talk about things that your kiddos can do with art. So there is a great YouTube channel called Art Hub for Kids, and they do a draw with me. And I know I said it should be screen free, but this one I feel like is a really cool one for your kiddos to be able to do together because they can watch the draw with me and it's a dad and his son and the dad is like walking him through or maybe it's not his son a dad and one of his children and the dad walks through like here's what you do next and then the the kiddo will follow and so my kids love it and think it's so much fun and then what we do is after they've watched it once I usually have them try to create it again so they can make it more than once this of course you're going to have to monitor if your kids are younger because obviously you don't want them to have access to YouTube but I do believe that you can access this on the kids YouTube. So it doesn't have to be like a full YouTube account. Okay, next craft kits from Michaels. These are one of my kiddos like favorite things to do as well when I when I do take the time to go down there and let them pick some stuff out. Um, but these are so fun for them to do together. Also, I was recently introduced to diamond art. Um, this is going to be for older kiddos because you do have to have, you know, really 
fine motor skills to be able to do this. Um, but this would be such a fun collective activity to do. Some of these diamond art pieces are absolutely beautiful. And you can display it in your playroom once your kiddos are done. So this is a fun one. Also, my kids are very into rainbow loom, making bracelets or beading. So those are really fun um, supplies to have on hand during um, your sibling time, of course, if your kiddos are not young. Um, Painting rocks we talked about earlier. My kids also, they loved just going through our recycle can and pulling out like um, milk jugs and cardboard boxes. And um, I asked them one day, like, hey, can you guys create a robot together? And so they were able to take some of the trash that we had and create a robot. So that would be something fun. You could also have your kids create a mural together on a big sheet of butcher paper. They could take it in the backyard, or they could lay it out on the floor, um, you know, giving them the appropriate utensils to use so that they didn't make a mess everywhere. Um, or this next one I think would be really fun too, is they could write a book together and illustrate it together. And then you could keep it in the playroom and they could look back on it often. I think that would be really fun. Okay, and finally, let's talk about some things that your kiddos can do outside. So we purchased a slip and slide, I think it was two summers ago, and it was the best $25 that we ever spent. My kids, they spend so much time outside on this slip and slide. So that was one of the best purchases we ever made. Um, also, you could look into getting a water table or a sensory table. I feel like this is great for all ages. My kids are nine and 12 and still love this type of like tactile, um, you know, playing with their senses. They love that. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but taking any game or activity out onto your patio or with a folding table just makes it more fun. We have taken like a picnic blanket outside before um, and set up a game for my kiddos to play together, put a little snack out there. They thought it was so much fun. Um, Another idea is bubbles. That one's super easy and again, entertains your kids for so long. They could um, create nature journals and collect items from the backyard, could be leaves, they could um, you know, take a a leaf, um, behind the paper and like rub a crayon on it and make leaf imprints. I mean, there's so many different things that your kiddos could do. Um, you just have to kind of be the inspiration that gives them that idea. And then finally, I know that my kids love this too, is using chalk and making a chalk mural outside on the back wall. These are just literally scratching the surface of all of the amazing activities that your kiddos could do together. So I really hope that you found some insight and some value in some ideas that you can take and teach your kiddos how to implement. But the very first step is just deciding that sibling time is important and then choosing a time that you are going to implement this. And if every day just feels too daunting for you, start small. Um, But the more consistent that you can be with it, the better because then your kids are going to really start to catch on. And I just feel as though it is going to set them up for success and give your family that joy filled, peace filled home that you're looking for. 
If you have a friend that you think would find value in today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it and share with them. And if you are not already a part of our organized mom photographer community over on Facebook, I would love to invite you to join us. You can head on over to the purposegathering.com slash mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S. And you can join us there. And one more thing, if you missed my announcement in last week's episode, I mentioned that I'm going to be hosting a virtual hangout for all of the mom photographers who are wanting to book their fall schedule and just want a steady flow of leads, right? Isn't that the dream? So I'm going to be hosting a hangout called Get Booked, and it's all about leveraging relationships and how to make relationship marketing a simple strategy in your business. And so I'd love to have you join us. I would love to meet you face to face over zoom and get to get to say hello. Um, I think it's so fun to have a podcast, but it is really one sided over here because I don't even know some of you that are listening. And so I would love to connect with you. I would love to meet you. And so you can join us over at thepurposegathering.com slash hangout. And I cannot wait to see you there. It is on September 13th at 11am Pacific time. And if you're listening to this later, and you're like, Oh, shoot, it's over. Um, you can still go to that website, the purposegathering.com slash hangout, and I update all of the um, hangouts that we have. So Hopefully you'll be able to catch one with us soon. But if you are a part of the Facebook group, I always post all the events in there so you can stay up to date with that. So as always, Mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.